Welcome to The Room, where we talk about the hard parts of leadership that every great leader goes through, but no one wants to talk about. I'm Jenny Dufresne, host of The Room podcast and CEO of Leaders Transform, a business growth training firm. I am a global leader, former United States Marine, international best-selling author, community, and business leader. The Room is your safe space. We'll talk about the things that are difficult for leaders, the tough stuff that leaders aren't willing to be vulnerable about, but we really need to. So come on in, close the door, join me in the room. I know leaders and I know leadership. Welcome back. Have you noticed that 2023 seems to be going extraordinarily fast? Like you wake up in the morning, you stretch, you yawn, and then you're back in bed. At least that's the way I feel. Hey friend, welcome back to the room. I'm Jenny Dufresne. I've been on this journey of really trying to understand why I have felt so fatigued, why I've been unable to focus, why I feel like I quite literally wake up, stretch, yawn, and then it's time for me to go back to bed. And I can't always remember what happened in between the time that I woke up and the time that I went to bed. But what I started to realize was that Burnout might be something that I'm dancing with. In fact, I am dancing with burnout. And so I wanted to start to share a little bit over the last couple of episodes. In episode 39, I talked about some of the signs of burnout. But I wanted to share and get you in your role, whatever role you have as a leader or you know, parent, to get you to think about what's What's going on? If, you, if you're someone who's feeling fatigued, if you're someone who feels like you're racing multiple directions and not really going anywhere, almost like you're running in quicksand, I've had that feeling and not just the feeling, I've had the experience. And a few months ago, it started to really come to a head, actually maybe about, I don't know, four or six months ago, it really started to come to a head for me. Because what I realized was, I felt kind of like I was in this space of doing, 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 not so much being, (laughs) a lot of doing, but I was just exhausted, just tired, just, I didn't know what was going on and I was feeling more and more lethargic. And I started to tap into uh, articles, just various articles around burnout, around depression, And I began to realize that I very much seem to have some symptoms of depression. And so I've shared those uh, uh, in the last couple of episodes, but I wanted to kind of just talk about this idea. Okay, now that I realize that I'm burned out, now what? And I've been on that now what journey for the last mm, 90 days, 60 days actually, where I've had to really come to grips with I'm burned out for every one of us on this planet who was in any sort of modern city. Uh, We went through two and a half, three years of the pandemic, and that had a level of stress and uh, disruption that I don't know that any of us in modern times have have lived through maybe folks who have lived through the great depression or you know world war i don't think we have any world war 1 veterans but we do have world war a few world war 2 veterans left 
So maybe they had some of these experiences where really the world seemed like it flipped upside down. But I talk about the pandemic a lot because I don't think we really have tackled the psychological, emotional, mental impacts that it has had on everyone, children, young adults, middle-aged adults, older adults. It's had a tremendous impact. Today, I want to talk about this notion of, okay, now that I realize that I'm burned out, what do I do now? So a couple of things. What is burnout? Well, I've been reading a bit. And so some things to know is burnout is not a medical condition. It's not something that has like, you know, you can take some medicine and it'll get better. It'll go away. It's also not depression, which I thought was interesting but it isn't depression because depression can really is, there are ways to diagnose depression. There are screeners, screening tools for depression. So it's not depression, but it is defined by kind of a full-fledged physical, emotional, and mental exhaustion, complete exhaustion. And usually it's hitting physical, emotional, and mental sort of all at the same time. So, I mean, think about it. If you take a match and you strike it against, a, you know, a rough surface and it, and it flares into, uh, into flame, it, it ignites. That's kind of like our lives when we're energized, we're feeling good, uh, you know, things are going really well. But burnout is when that light, that, that flicker starts to dim and or just completely go out. You think about if you've ever been one of those people that you, you know, wet your fingers and then pinch the wick of a, 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 a candle, or you, if you're really gutsy, you'll pinch the the head of the match the matches. But the the reality is, is burnout is all about really the putting out of that light, and so. The thing that I had to start to wrestle with is because I realized that, you know, in the midst of the pandemic, there's been so much change, so much turmoil, so many things that were unknown. And even now we're still in a place and in a time in which there's lots of unknowns. While we don't talk about COVID or the coronavirus, it apparently is still lurking. There are people who still get sick. There are people still leaving the planet because of it. But now we have some other things that are also, you know, on the, on the horizon. We have an economic, we have some level of economic uncertainty or instability. We have rising interest rates. We have contraction. There are many large companies that are contracting and um, people are being laid off. And so, again, we're in, an, we're, we're in an extended time of uncertainty for those folks who have had the great benefit to work from home. You may be being called back to work, but perhaps you've moved five states away from your employer, and so now you're trying to figure it out what, what that's going to look like. So, you know, if you recognize that you have a level of emotional just exhaustion or mental exhaustion or physical exhaustion, here's a couple of things that I'd like you to consider around this whole idea of burned out. When you recognize, geez, I'm burned out, what do I do? Well, a few months ago, as I was saying, I, I realized that I was burned out or I, yeah, I, I was or am burned out. 
And so the first thing I did, and maybe about six months ago, uh, the first thing I did was I thought, okay, I didn't really recognize what was going on, but I thought, you know what? I have so much jumbled up in my head. I'm going to pursue a counselor. So I did that. And we had, I don't remember, maybe we had about six or seven sessions and that was fine. But I also realized that I needed something different. It wasn't quite, that wasn't quite what I was seeking. And so I continued to think and wonder. And then I kind of started to take my own assessment, take stock of my own life and the kinds of things that, you know, I used to really love and doing. And one of the things that I realized was that I was missing creativity. And I think that we sometimes really undersell the importance of creativity or we, we under, we, I don't know, we don't reflect on it. But I am a very creative person from building things to art to, you know, just, you know, just different things. I'm very, very highly creative. But what has happened over the last few years is I've become more sort of drone-like where I'm spending a lot of time working. Uh, And this, I think, was a kind of an outgrowth of the pandemic is that we no longer had the opportunity to go out and network and see people in person. We did everything behind our computers. And so I definitely began to see that. So as I started to take stock and look back over my life, I then thought, you know, I love learning. I love learning. I love I love new ideas. And again, you know, part of my mental exhaustion, uh, my emotional exhaustion was because I had no new, nothing new was coming in. So the first thing I would say is if you recognize that you may be experiencing a level of exhaustion is seek out a coach or a therapist, counselor, whatever you want to call that person, um, who can who can help you start to sort out uh, and get clarity because one of the things that I began to gain was clarity, a sense of what was the questions that I really need to ask myself that I was having challenging challenges asking just by myself. So that was the first thing. The second thing uh, that I did was started to do, started to engage in more creative activities. So I have a a coloring book, an adult coloring book of, um, uh, I don't remember what it has, but it has like mandalas. So I have a bunch of, um, colored pencils and usually a couple times a week I'll sit and I'll just color. I don't have the television on. I don't have anything on. I just color. I might listen to music because I love listening to music, but over the years that has become kind of less prioritized. And so I spend time coloring and it just allows my brain to see new color, to just kind of be in a resting state. So that's the second thing. The third thing that um, that I have recognized is that it's really important to practice good sleep hygiene. So what does that mean? Sleep hygiene is how do we go to bed? Uh, what do we do when we're in bed? And so there's the obvious things, sleep. But what I notice a lot of us do is we bring our laptops to bed, and that could even be a couple. You can bring your laptops to bed or your phones to bed, 
or something that's distracting, but it's kind of an extension of how your day went being connected to digital devices. So good sleep hygiene means you shut that down. You might shut down caffeine consumption, alcohol consumption an hour or two before you get in bed. You may, um, you know, take a nice hot bath or shower, but really recreate your bedroom as a place of sanctuary where your body and your mind are not working. Some people I know have their offices in their bedroom. So imagine that you never psychologically have a break from, from work or from being connected to digital devices, which typically are asking for our attention every three minutes, right? So that's the first, I mean, sorry, the, the third or fourth is to prioritize good sleep, sleep hygiene. Uh, there's some other aspects. You can research some of this, but caffeine consumption or alcohol consumption uh, just right before you go to bed will actually have you waking up at one or two in the morning. Um, and so doing that, you might be someone who needs to meditate or deep breathe or have so white noise. I used to have um, uh, on YouTube, you can find the bubbling brook, which is 11 hours of just hearing continuous bubbling brook or ocean waves. Really, really awesome for, for this kind of sleep hygiene. A fourth thing that is really important is to set or reestablish your boundaries. And you have to do it everywhere. You have to do it with your spouse or significant other. You have to do it with your children. You have to do it with your employer. You have to do it with your friends. You have to do it with your parents. Anywhere where you have people who encroach on your sacred time, and what I mean by sacred time is that time that you, you recognize you need to start to rejuvenate and fill your cup, if you will. And so setting your boundaries, and one of the most powerful ways to set boundaries is once you recognize that you have, that you have boundaries that are weak or that are being you know, pushed over, is to deploy this one word. And it's a really powerful word. And that word is no. No. I can't do that. No, I don't have the time right now. No, I will not do that now, but I can do it two hours from now. So no, as, uh, as you may know, is a complete sentence. It actually doesn't allow or require any elaboration, but it's very important to reestablish your boundaries. And you're not going to be able to do all this stuff overnight. So just be real about that. But let's say you have a boundary with a, a coworker who, you know, walks into your office or a coworker who, you know, calls you on the phone every five minutes, you can reestablish the boundary and say, Hey, I'm actually not at work and available until nine o'clock, or I end my day at 4 PM and I won't be available by phone. So, you know, feel free to contact me tomorrow, but reestablishing your boundaries. The other thing that I've noticed is really, really helpful. The fifth thing is new hobbies. Um, you know, if you visit, you know, Michael's, which is an amazing craft store, or if you remember there were hobbies, you know, from your upbringing, from your childhood or, or when you were in college that you really enjoyed, it could be games. The one thing that I have seen come out of uh, the, our time of isolation from each other is, is people are doing more games, more board games. So you could go to meetup.com that has all for your area. You can find all kinds of interesting groups, people who are doing interesting things. Maybe you've always wanted to fly 
um, fly airplanes, the model airplanes. There are all kinds of groups that do that. So picking up a new hobby. And so what does that do? Well, remember we said burnout is the exhaustion on a mental, emotional, and physical front. And typically, typically what I have found in my life is that it's, I I do routine, uh, low kind of low inspiration activities over and over and over again. And yes, we all have them that we have to do, but they can sometimes start to take over our lives. And so that's where we want to be mindful. So pick up a new hobby. Another thing that you can do is set a personal fun goal. If you have eased fun out of your life, you can bring fun back into your life by finding a fun activity that you really enjoy doing. A fun activity that you love to do, something that you want to try. Maybe you want to jump out of an airplane with a a parachute strapped to your back. But whatever it is, do fun things. If you do fun things with other people, that's awesome. Or you might just want to do fun things with yourself. If you're an introvert like I am and you want to, you need some time to kind of rejuvenate your mind. You could go walk, you could pick up a camera and start, you know, doing photography or take your phone camera and take pictures of things. And maybe you post them on social media or you start to, you know, create your own pictures, your own wall art for your house. But doing fun things is really, really, really important. And finally, one of the last things that I have, um, that I've really looked at is, is scaling back on doing so many things. I feel like in the modern day with all of the access we have to so much information and television and everything is that we're doing more and more and more and more things. And the doing is exhausting. We're doing so much that we're literally just draining ourselves dry because we don't have the other side, which is the being side of our lives where we can just be, we can look at the stars or the moon or, you know, look at trees or whatever your thing is, go fishing, whatever your thing is. We do less and less and less of that in the world. So identify where can you scale back? Where are you doing so many things that really aren't super important? You may ask yourself, why am I doing this, whatever that activity is? And what value is it bringing to my life? Is it draining me or is it rejuvenating me? Those are two really important things. Is activities that I'm doing draining me or are these activities rejuvenating me? Really helpful. And so kind of taking all of this into consideration, I decided, um, I guess it's been a month now, that I needed to really shake things up in my life. And so as I've shared, I got a therapist first or a counselor first about six months ago. I, you know, worked with her for a bit and then I, I stopped that. And then I ended up getting a coach and that's been actually very productive for me to work in a coaching relationship because it's allowed me to be very focused on some real key questions that I wanted to unpack and get answered. But the other really big thing that I did in order to disrupt the monotony of, of my life, frankly, um, was that I decided to uh, enter and run the Marine Corps Marathon. This will be my second time running the Marine Corps Marathon. I ran it in 2016, I believe it was. But, but 
in doing it now, what it has forced me to do and something that I've realized, and I, I probably will talk about this, is that we need to have fun goals. We need to have things that stretch us. We need to have goals that demand that we stop doing things that maybe aren't keeping us, making us happy or creating happiness and do something that's interesting or intriguing or what have you. So I decided to, to, to create space in my life to run the Marine Corps Marathon. And it's been a real adventure, and it's not without its struggle. I mean, there's the physical aspect of it. There's definitely the mental aspect of it. There's the procrastination. I'm facing all of those things. But what I will say to you is I'm excited, kind of. <laughs> Once I get on the road and start running, I feel good. I feel like I'm doing something that is shaking the cobwebs out. I'm you know, outside in the fresh air, getting new insights, getting an opportunity to see new things. So that's actually been a great antidote to me feeling burned out. I feel more rejuvenated when I come back. I feel proud of myself that I got out there on the road. And so I invite you to think about something that you could do that would really shake things up, especially if you're just feeling like every day you wake up, you stretch, you yawn, and then it's time to go back to bed and you don't know what's happened in between. That is potentially a sign that you have so much going on that you are getting exhausted or you are exhausted. You're mentally exhausted, physically exhausted, or emotionally exhausted. And the reality is, is that we can, we can have better lives. We can prioritize the things that are fun. Again, we can prioritize or just go invent new things that we want to do to create some wonderful juiciness in our lives. So I hope that this was helpful thinking about the ways that you can address burnout um, and really get back on track of having a life that you enjoy, having a life that you love, having, you know, a career that you love, or if you are self-employed, having, you know, a business that you really enjoy. Whatever it is, I hope that you uh, find value in today's, uh, today's conversation. And if you know of someone that's maybe struggling with burnout that could use a little bit of, of the magic that I shared today, please share uh, this episode with them, invite them, and as I invite you to subscribe, but share it with your friends. Uh, there's more to come, more things. I'm looking to start doing some interviews in another couple months. Um, but I enjoy doing this podcast, so I hope that you find value in it. And I would love for you to share it with a friend, invite one friend who might find value and please subscribe. Have a wonderful day. Hey, it's Jenny. Thank you so much for joining me in this week's episode of The Room, a safe place where leaders come together to talk about the things that we don't often share out loud. If you enjoyed your time in The Room, please like or subscribe on your favorite platform and leave a review. And if you want to learn more about our important work with leaders, head over to the website leaderstransform.com continue to be connected to our community. Thank you again for listening and make sure you invite someone to next week's episode of The Room.